Hello, friends. It is great to be back hosting Wasn't That Special? 50 Years of SNL, your favorite Saturday Night Live-related podcast. My name is Scott Bertram. Find me on Twitter at Scott Bertram. My co-host is Christian Schneider. Find him at Schneider underscore CM on Twitter. Christian, welcome in. Thanks for having me once again. Uh, welcome to everyone to the only podcast on the internet that is not about celebrities talking about other celebrities or white people talking about their childhoods. Right. We so. are we are certainly not celebrities, but we are talking about <laughs> celebrities. So it's kind of a loophole there, I suppose. Uh, I was thinking maybe we should have like at least makeup stories like and I could just tell them like, oh, remember the time I hung out with uh, Robin Duke? well save that one for later perhaps for the aggregators yeah season nine Uh, (laughs) you can find us on twitter at 50 years of snl at 50 years of snl and of course over at wasn't that special.com much like snl itself entering season seven we're in need of some new executive producers. And so why don't you join us over at wasn'tthatspecial.com? You, of course, get access to all of our shows from each and every season. All the bonus material, too, if you come on as an executive producer. Christian works hard. He's, he's like Bob Cratchit. He has one single coal uh, keeping his home warm while he slaves over uh, these these posts for you involving all of our research that we look at, some of the contemporaneous reviews we pass along to you. You get all the notes from the sketches that don't quite make it on to the podcast. You'll see our feelings there. You get inside our brains as we watch each episode, each sketch of SNL, plus the opportunity to direct us as executive producers. Tell us what to talk about on these shows. We send out an email before we record each of these, asking our executive producers what they want to hear about and what they want us to talk about. And that's the power of the executive producer. Plus, at the end of all this, we have some some, uh, end-of-50-year SNL awards to hand out. We'll vote on some big things. And the people who get to vote are your two hosts and all of our executive producers. It'll be pretty cool but you got to jump on as an executive producer. It wasn't that special.com. Now, you don't want all that cool stuff? That's, that's all right. Come on in as an annual subscriber. Come on in as a monthly subscriber, too. But the amount of stuff that Christian does, you should thank him by becoming an executive producer. He is working for you at wasn't that special.com. It is a sweatshop here. Scott has me uh, chained up to my keyboard, cranking out AI photos and. All sorts of good stuff, so time-consuming, but worth it. Worth it for this you. Cool, cool topic. Wasn't that special.com. Please join us over there. We have so many more episodes to go uh, in a good way. We have so many more episodes to go and want you to be alongside for the ride. Wasn't that special.com. Come on in and subscribe and join us. All right, Christian, we're on to season seven of SNL, and I guess... We need to start where we ended last time, which is, you know, we had this this one-off episode at the end of season six after Dick Ebersol comes back to be executive producer of the program once again, and he makes some changes and he fires some writers and he fires some cast members and he brings a few new cast members in, and it lasts all of one episode because of a writer's strike. They actually could have continued, I guess, I was reading about this, but, uh, but, but Ebersol was pretty content with the response to the one episode, and he told Brett and Tartikoff, I think we're done here. And Tartikoff said, no problem. So they took the whole summer off. 
And if you were with us last time, you know that Franken and Davis, Al Franken and Tom, da- Tom Davis, were supposed to host the next episode of SNL. Well, over the summer, Dick Ebersole decided, you know what, I um, I don't think we really need Franken and Davis around here. Not uh, <laughs> not on staff and, and not as hosts either. So they're shoved to the side. They are no longer needed. And, and Dick Ebersole takes the summer to, to consolidate his power, really. Uh, he and, and Bob Tischler get a lot closer, who he brought on along with Michael O'Donoghue uh, at the end of season six. Tischler, Tischler and Ebersole work very closely together. Changes the cast once again. I'll hand that over to you in just a second. And uh, you know what? Let's do that now, actually. So Ebersol makes further changes over the summer before season seven begins. We have lots of new faces to talk about, Christian. Yeah, so uh, Denny Dillon and Gail Mathias, who we kept on for that last uh, episode in season season six, they get the boot. Uh, And he brings in, let's see, Robin Duke. Who was she? Was she? On, she was on the last one of the of the last season, right? So let me just run down the cast. You had Tim Kazarinski, who uh, was spared from that last episode of the of last season. Uh, he did the famous "I Married a Monkey" sketch. He is a veteran of uh, Second City in Chicago. He kept on, of course, uh, Eddie Murphy and Joe Piscopo, uh, both who were kind of the bright lights of season six. If if there were any bright lights, and trust me, the bar is low. <laughs> um, let's see. He has uh, Mary Gross, who was also a John Belushi recommendation. She was uh, she's a veteran of the Chicago Second City. Tony Rosato is is new. Tony Rosato is new. He uh, he is a Canadian, uh, born in Italy. Incidentally, uh, lived his entire life in Canada, though. So it's wait a second. Tony um, Rosato's Italian man. After watching it, <laughs> season seven, you'd have no idea. <laughs> Correct. No, but he's a, he's actually a holdover from season six as well because in that last episode, he did that interminable uh, Italian father thing with Kazarinski. Yeah, um, that we did not uh, rate highly. And uh, so there you go. There's the uh, there's the cast. Did we talk about Christian Ebersole? Of course. Uh, Christine Ebersole, who was uh, a stage actress uh, who is from uh, Illinois uh, that we found out midway through the season. She is a singer slash actress. I don't know how much uh, comedic work she had done in the past, and it, it kind of shows during the season. But uh, yeah, she she is on, and uh, they bring her on uh, to do the new version of Weekend Update. And uh, yeah. So she's one of the new faces. And Tim Kazarinski was there, uh, as we mentioned, at the very end of season six. Uh, but he returns for season seven. And we just found this soundbite, you know, between last show and this show. So we'll play it now. Tim Kazarinski, uh, a couple of years ago, it looks like uh, it's at a police academy uh, 40th anniversary party or whatever anniversary <laughs> it might be. But he was talking to Antenna TV about his time at SNL and described the process of getting hired, uh, which he had very little to do with, apparently. Here, here's Tim Kazarinski. It happened without me. As it turns out, I found out about six months after I got the job and was working there that John Belushi had recommended me to the new producer Dick Ebersol who had been the studio exec on the first five years and when Dick took the show over John said you should go into Chicago and see this kid Tim Kazarinski and then, so he unbeknownst to me he came in watched the show and a couple of months later hired me so 
I did an audition, uh, and now you have to go in and like do 20 characters, and it's it's so hard to get on that show, but not for me. That helps to have friends in high places. And uh, if John Belushi vouches for you, apparently you were good for a job on the current iteration, uh, circa 1981, of SNL. So that's that's where Tim Kazarinski came from. So we've got the cast, and we should mention a little about the writers here at the top, too, because Dick Ebersol blew out everybody from the writer's room, and I'm not blaming him, except for three people. Eddie Murphy's two writers, whom he worked with, Barry Blaustein and David Sheffield. And then Pam Norris is the third writer who stays after everybody else got blown out when Dick Ebersole came in. I can't tell you that I know a whole lot of what Pam Norris wrote, but we know a lot of Blaustein and Sheffield stuff, and we'll mention it along the way. A lot of it is the stuff that Eddie Murphy did. So you do have fresh writers throughout the room and a couple of holdovers, not holdovers, but recycled names. Rosie Schuster comes back to write. Every now and then you'll see... Uh, the name of uh, Marilyn Miller, uh, special content, special sketches by Marilyn Miller. <laughs> and even Jim Downey. There's one episode where Jim Downey gets a writing credit. So uh, Ebersol is trying in ways to reestablish those links to the first five years of the show. But there's one big name that establishes a, uh, a link to the first few seasons, and that is Michael O'Donohue, Mr. Mike, who uh, Ebersol brings on as head writer. Um, as we mentioned in the last episode, and doesn't last a season because he cannot get along <laughs> with with Ebersol at all, and we'll we'll get into that. But uh, yep, he's the mad genius. You know, he, he was brought. He was with the, the show since the very first episode, and then what he ended up leaving. What episode three or so, or season three? Maybe uh, after season three, if my recollection is correct. Yes. So yeah, he was uh, he he was back, and uh, as we will talk about very soon, he had quite uh, an impression on some of the episodes that uh, that aired this year. So, but he was uh, he was definitely a, a tie to the to the original uh, cast. He actually drove Catherine O'Hara away <laughs> when she was she was supposed to be on this uh, on this cast, but after a couple of days of dealing with him, she was like, "I'm out." Told uh, Dick. Uh, Ebersol, here's my friend that I went to high school with, actually. I believe they're like lifelong friends, she and Robin Duke. And she said, give Robin Duke a call because I'm not I'm not up for this. And so I uh, can't say that it hurt Catherine O'Hara uh, in the long run, but uh, that would have been that would have been interesting to see that. So I'll uh, turn things over you, you to begin our walk through season seven. Of course, our awards coming up a little bit later on in the program. Let me set the stage by saying a few more words about Dick Ebersol and how he is running the show. And this will, of course, come up through this episode, the next few episodes. Ebersol, as our listeners know, was a part of the original launch of SNL. And if the show were going to continue, it was going to be either Lauren coming back, which was highly unlikely, or Dick Ebersol taking it on. We told you that story uh, back around episode six, when he came back to take uh, executive producer and, and, and run that last episode. So throughout episode or throughout season seven, you see how Dick Ebersole runs SNL as an executive producer, and he is not the hands-on guy that Lorne was, or or uh, in a way even that um, Gene was. Dick is very upfront. He he doesn't have a great sense of humor, and he doesn't know how to write humor. He doesn't take a writing credit like Lorne and Gene did. 
he he doesn't try to fake his way into saying I, I know what's funny. Now he is the guy who's supposed to be the judge of talent in bringing in new new cast and, and new writers, but he's not sort of micromanaging all of those sketches. This is Tischler's job. This is O'Donohue's job. What Dick does is uh, the 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 Hill Weingrad books that he's a great line producer. And in TV parlance, that means he makes the trains run on time. The shows ran smoothly. Uh, he was great at, at at details, which which Lauren and Gene neither were very good at that. He worked great with NBC. He he lowered the cost of each episode. He worked great with the censors. The network liked him. They like working with him. On the show itself, his goal, he wanted to lower the age of the viewers of SNL. And so he he vetoed most political sketches. Not all, but but most many political sketches were not put on the air. He wanted most sketches to last no longer than five minutes. He thought that was about the attention span of the younger viewer. And he wanted quick jokes, like 10 seconds into a sketch, there better be a joke. And then jokes often, like throwing jokes at you. He said they were fighting sleep. Sleep was their opponent, not something else on TV, but sleep. (laughs) And so make them laugh and get in and out and don't bore them. Now, we'll talk about this. Certainly, season seven is better than season six. We don't have to go into the awards to get into that. But we should point out that ratings actually fell farther. Even with Eddie Murphy's breakout in season seven, ratings were lower than in season six. Now, to be fair, season six has that built-in sort of cushion from the first few episodes where they were getting 30 million viewers still from the holdover, the hangover from the first five seasons. But still, ratings were down from the average of season six by about a million and a half viewers in, in this season. They lost about a million more in season eight. And the profitability of the show was at a point of about one to two million per episode right now, which is kind of a danger zone for renewal, which is why after every season of the Ebersol years, there kind of is this question, will they or won't they? Will SNL come back? Won't it come back? Is it worth the headaches? Will the talent return? There are questions. It's not the automatic renewal, perhaps it had been in the past under Lorne. There are real questions, even though the network did like Dick and Dick ran a good show and it was a seamless show. There were still questions about whether or not it was going to come back year after year. So that's sort of in a nutshell, Dick Ebersol as executive producer. And we'll see some of his other proclivities and tendencies as we run through the next couple of years. Right. And it's especially uh, a question whether it was going to come back after that horrific sixth season, which, you know, if I'm sitting there at NBC, I'm really wondering whether, um, whether I would bring this thing back. And so I think Dick deserves a lot of, a lot of credit that he probably doesn't get in that he essentially brought the show back to life. Now, is this season a great season? No, but we look back at things and we're like, well, of course SNL was, was, would be renewed because it's been on for 50 years and, um, you know, it's, it's an American uh, tradition and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, it's like, it's like watching a biography where you know what happens. It's like watching <laughs> like Oppenheimer, like everybody kind of knows how. No, 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 no. I, I don't, I don't, don't spoil it. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> uh, but it's kind of interesting to go back and look and see how it happened. Like where are all the uh, pressure points along the way that uh, allowed this to happen. So I think that's why it's interesting to go back and look at SNL. Like, we know how it ended up, but what are all like kind of the little crevices and areas and pressure points that things could have gone really wrong and the decisions that people made uh, to keep it going. And I think Dick Ebersol is one of those people who made the decisions 
to keep it going. And we should be forever grateful to him for that. Uh, I think he's very competent yeah. at, at what he did. I, I, um, I have a ahead. list. I have a list uh, that I talked to my class about when I taught about the political humor of SNL, of the, the five most important people in SNL history. And I won't do the list now because that might make a good free episode down the road for people. But Ebersol <laughs> is on that list. He, he only was directly connected to the show for, what, five years total? Season one and these, these four or five seasons here. But without Dick Ebersol, there's no SNL. And without Dick Ebersol, it doesn't survive the early 80s. So clearly, he's one of the most important persons in show history. Yes, and he is responsible for what some people would put in the top five seasons of all time, which is the which is season 10, where he brought in all the ringers. But anyway, we will get to that uh, down the road. Let's talk about uh, season uh, seven. And we will talk about season seven. We'll do it right now. But if you want to hear it, you've got to join us over at wasn'tthatspecial.com. You can do that at a monthly rate or an annual subscription or become an executive producer. I'll tell you more about those things in just a moment. But here's the important thing. Now through October 16th, if you come over and join us, you get a special discount. These are the Dick Ebersole years, not universally beloved. So we give you an incentive to join us at this time. And that incentive is 25% off. If you want to join us, go to wasn'tthatspecial.com. And after you get inside, click on the Season 7 episode. There'll be a link right at the top of the post. That'll give you the opportunity to save 25%. That will give you the opportunity to save 25% on an annual membership. And at the same time, we're offering our executive producer level at also 25% off. Get in there. What you get is bonus material. Christian working very hard for our executive producers, sending after each episode. First of all, all of our comments that we make on the sketches that don't make the podcast, and there's quite a bit of them. You'll have access inside our brains to hear and read what we think about those sketches. We also send a separate email that has links to some of the sketches that are available that you can watch along. It also, some of our prep material, and also some contemporaneous writing and reviews of SNL at that time. And we give executive producers the opportunity to tell us what to talk about in these shows. If there's a particular sketch or actor or actress you want us to talk about, well, tell us. Direct us. You are, after all, an executive producer. And we have some awards we'll be voting on at the end of the 50 years that we review. And I'll vote, Christian will vote, and our executive producers vote. So a very limited number of people with voting privileges will decide once and for all. What's the best season? Who's the best cast member? Things like that. So do it. Wasn't that special.com. Once you get inside, go to the season seven episode, click, and right at the top there will be a link in which you can click and get this discount over at wasn't that special.com. We're talking about 50 years of SNL. Mm-hmm. 